This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Well, hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, as always, if you'd like more information about what you hear on our fine show today, you can get that information in a couple of different ways, but the main way is just to go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Lots of great, useful information on there. You can click on the radio page and check out all of our past shows. Lots of education there for you. You can also subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Now, listeners, for many of my clients, Medicare is an essential part of both their retirement and financial strategies. Yet, despite how important it is to so many older Americans, I am always taken back by the number of people who really can't tell me a lot of details about Medicare beyond the fact that it's obviously going to provide some degree of health care during their retirement. Um, And so I thought we'd spend some time today talking about things that you should know about Medicare both in general, but then also all of the main changes, and there are quite a few that have happened uh, with Medicare specific to this year, 2023. Uh, Before we do that, let me bring in my co-host, Mr. Tony Shore, who always has some great questions and will help us uh, explore this topic a little bit more today. All right. Well, great to be here. Thanks, Nick. I'm excited about the show today. I really am because um, my parents, of course, are on Medicare And when my wife and I talk about, you know, trying to figure out when we're going to retire and looking at our retirement plan, um, it always plays a big part. And healthcare is such an important part of your overall financial plan. Because, I mean, uh, you've said before to me that you've said uh, that the two biggest expenses most people face in retirement are healthcare and taxes, right? That's right. That's right. Some part of healthcare, long-term care and clearly taxes on every dollar that uh, comes out of those retirement accounts. And so huge topic we have to review, Tony, for sure on time, timely basis. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I'm excited about this one because I've always thought of Medicare as a topic that you could never wear out. What do you have for us today? Where do you want to begin with this one? Yeah. And you know, it's so funny that you say that because it's just, there's so many intricacies with Medicare uh, and they change from state to state. And we've got clients across most of the West coast and and actually in 38 states, but um, we'll talk a little bit about some state-specific things in a while. But So the first thing I wanted to mention is deductibles uh, are actually going to go down this year. And so the annual Part B deductible is now about $226. And um, Tony, that is the first drop in a Medicare deductible in over a decade, if you can believe that. Uh, pretty pretty cool. Um, now, great. A- as for yearly deductibles on Medicare Advantage plans and standalone prescription plans like Part D plans, you know, they are determined by the plan that you choose and also heavily uh, on where you live. There are, um, you know, limits that the government puts on some of those deductibles. And for this year in 2023, that that um, high deductible is $505. Okay. So uh, what's that that Ben, I think Ben Franklin said, 
a seven bucks saved is seven bucks earned. Right. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm trying to add in for inflation. It's probably more than that. But yeah. You know, one you know, of my uh, one of my favorite quotes actually is Ben Franklin as well. And it's this. It's an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Aha. What do you think Look about that? that. Pretty good, go. right? Yeah. So that's I really remember good. the book I wrote, The Knowledgeable Retiree. It was uh partially as a result of that quote because I just feel like if you take take the time to have an investment in knowledge, you're going to get some great, great interest out of that, right? So anyways, yep. side note, sorry, sorry. Oh, um, no, that's good. But, you know, um, while the Part B deductible will go down, uh, Medicare fixed cost um, that has risen is the Part A deductible. And as many of you likely know, um, you know, Medicare enrollees don't have to necessarily pay a monthly premium for Medicare Part A, which addresses very, very important uh, healthcare topics like inpatient hospital care, skilled nursing facility services, hospice care, and then certain home health care services. Um, a deductible, though, is charged for every hospital stay. And this year, that Part A deductible is $1,600 per stay. And so that is definitely an increase from last year. Um, and additionally, you know, folks who haven't worked long enough to qualify for Part A without premiums uh, could pay as much as $506 a month this year. And that's, that's a small increase as well. Um, now, whether you must pay the entire Part A premium or not is determined on your and your spouse's work history. And, you know, folks with uh, Medicare Advantage plans should review their plan for specific language about hospital charges because those do change from year to year as well. Well, yeah. And you mentioned um, Medicare Part A and premiums um, and, and said, you know, inpatient hospital care. But you also said skilled nursing facilities. We don't want people to get the impression, though, uh, that Medicare covers long-term care because it does not. It sure right? does not. You are one hundred percent correct on that. Yeah, yeah. It just it covers up to ninety up to ninety days in a skilled nursing facility if that's coming if you're going from a hospital into that uh, into that facility temporarily for recovery. That's but right. Long actual long-term care uh, is not covered at all, and so. Uh, that's a whole other can of worms, and we've talked about that on past shows and, and will on future shows on how to cover that. But uh, today we're talking about Medicare and what it does cover, and I think um, it is important both in general terms and with regard to all the changes that are specific this year. This is a good one to work with a financial advisor on, somebody like yourself, because a lot of financial services professionals uh, can explain how your Medicare strategy may fit into your broader financial strategy, but not everybody calling themselves a financial professional does that. I know you and your office, you have Medicare specialists on staff, right? We do. We have realized, uh, you know, a long, long time ago, my brother Herstel started the Medicare side of the business almost 20 years ago in our valley here. And we uh, service over 6,000 clients in the Rogue Valley. And the interesting thing is a lot of my clients come in and say, hey, I heard you talking about Medicare on the radio, or I saw you talking about that with some other clients, or you did a seminar on it. And they're like, why? It has nothing to do really with my finances. You're my retirement plan advisor. And I said, well, what if, um, what if you lose your retirement assets or some, some of your plan assets as a result of a major medical hiccup? And so it is probably the most important type of insurance that you need to own when you retire. You got to protect yourself from the things that could happen and that could really, really draw down your assets that you've worked so hard for. So very, very important. I appreciate you mentioned that, Tony. Um, yeah. 
you know, and a, another thing I wanted to mention that is going to be a great thing for this year that I'm excited about, but we have not kind of, it hasn't come to fruition yet is, you know, at the, at the middle to end of last year, the inflation reduction act came out. And one of the main things that it had as a benefit to Medicare is, uh, you know, a laundry list of provisions that intend to reduce things like prescription drug coverage. And okay. And so, um, one of the things that it did is it, it um, set the copay for a 30-day supply of insulin that's covered by a Medicare drug plan to be capped at $35. And so this means that enrollees don't have to pay more than $35, even if they've reached their their annual Part D de- deductible. Okay, and this is very, very important. Um, one thing I would caution here, though, not every single plan covers every type of insulin. So you definitely need to do your research and ask those questions, Okay. Yeah, and I know that's something your office can help people figure out, but I love the fact that they capped it at $35. This is one uh, that hits close to home for me because I personally know people who are affected by this and use insulin. And uh, I don't think it's outlandish to say that for a lot of people who are enrolled in Medicare, capped insulin costs may be life-changing or life-saving. My only problem is is that they didn't cap it for everyone, just Medicare people, but at least at least it's capped for those in retirement or 65 and older. So well, and, and you bring that up a, really helps. You bring up a really good point, Tony, and I, I wish that they could cap it for everyone. But, yeah. you know, we both realize and know that really Medicare is a government program. And so that's how they have the ability to really, right. you know, barter right. with them. And, and interestingly enough, another point I was going to make is this year, there's going to be a pretty large requirement for drug manufacturers to uh, provide rebates to Medicare if they increase the cost of certain drugs at a higher rate than general inflation. Okay. And so it's going to be somewhat complicated on the calculation, but the the gist of this is if a company is producing drugs and they are charging more than the general inflation rate for those drugs on an annual basis increases is what I'm talking about here, then they actually are going to have to rebate Medicare. And the goal of this provision, okay, was to make it less enticing for drug companies, obviously, to raise their prices, uh, you know, at a rate that's much, much faster than inflation. And, you know, according to uh, lots of of recent research, especially around the time of COVID, um, you know, the costs uh, uh, of of those um, uh, of the drugs that we're talking about here, almost half of them increased more than the general rate of inflation. And so you can see how seniors that are on a fixed income that have to take drugs to continue to live are just obviously at a huge disadvantage if the drug companies know that they have to take them and they just increase rates every single year. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, the fact that the costs of half of all the drugs covered by Medicare went up at rates higher than inflation, that's an astounding statistic. And I know as a fact that some of those drugs, uh, it's almost laughable to say higher than inflation because they went up I mean, double, triple in some cases. Yeah. And so uh, I think it certainly tells us why Congress took the steps it did. And in this case, I think it's the government actually stepping in and doing something good for those on Medicare. And so that's a good thing. I mean, our do-nothing Congress mostly does nothing, but uh, at least <laughs> they made some positive changes to Medicare this this last go round, right? And, and you know, the I understand the reasoning on the drug company side as well, and I'm not siding with them at all. But they have well, it's to. It's a free market, so it, it is. But they they have so much pent up costs in in creating new drugs 
and innovating new things that they don't really get yeah, any research and development until, until is they, they bring a drug to market. And so I get yeah. it, but it is important, especially when you're talking about, um, you know, the population that's not going to go back to work, that's living on a fixed income and, and is taking all the drugs. Right. Oh, yeah. So yeah. interestingly, so the way that this is going to work, Tony is, um, Medicare later this year in September is going to reveal the first list of about 10 drugs on the Part D plan that um, they're going to be able to negotiate prices directly with the manufacturers. And, you know, those are going to come from a pool of about 50 medications that are the primary medications that Medicare spends the most money on. Okay, and so they're going to start with about 20 percent of the overall drugs that are in the plan. And those price decreases or negotiated prices, I should say, uh, will go into effect in like 2025 and 2026. Yeah. So this I is wish just it a start. started immediately. I know. Me too. And I wish it covered all 50 of those drugs, but it's a step in the right direction. And I think price negotiations are one of those things that, you know, it seems like we've been talking about that for years without ever getting anywhere. So it was really eye opening to see it finally become a reality. And it was bipartisan, which is also huge. So it sure is. Uh, that's that's huge. Or sure was, I should say. And you know, yeah. a, another new provision that's um, very very important is Medicare enrollment. Okay, and um, previously, you know, you had to have some type of waiting period uh, before coverage kicked in. But new federal regulations have created more special enrollment periods for people, including folks who, not through the fault of their own, you know, um, didn't enroll when they first were eligible. And previously, those who signed up for Medicare later than they were supposed to, which was generally within about a three-month window right around your 65th birthday, um, sometimes had to wait as long as three additional months before their coverage began. Um, but not now. In most states now, as long as someone applied for Medicare during either a general or special enrollment period, coverage is going to begin on the first day of the following month. And so th- that's a nice provision that they threw in as well. That is great. I, I mean, uh, I think that's very helpful. Um, now, we should probably take a quick break before we go on. Is there anything you want to add for our listeners, Nick, before we do? Well, sure thing, listeners. I just encourage you to go to our website, jonesfinancialtalk.com. We've got lots of great agents that um, can definitely help you with Medicare questions in our office. That's what they do every day. And feel free to request any information on Medicare or anything else that we cover on our show uh, through the website. All right. That sounds great. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk right after this. Want to help mitigate the uncertainty of future taxes and lower your taxes on Social Security benefits? With tax-free qualified distributions and growth of earnings, converting your 401k to a Roth IRA could be your solution. At Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, we can answer your questions regarding 401k and IRA rollovers. We work with a team of CPAs and professionals who can help you avoid potential pitfalls. Visit us at jonesfinancialtalk.com to learn more. Welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones. Once again, listeners, Um, as always, if you'd like more information about what you hear on our show, please don't hesitate to go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. What you're going to get there is just some incredible knowledge free of charge. You're going to be able to listen to my co-host, my fine co-host, Tony Shore and I on many, many different educational radio topics that we cover. You can also subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And, um, 
yeah, listen to all the previous education that we that we have out there. But listeners, you know, today on our show, we've been highlighting some of this year's significant Medicare changes. And we've talked about capped insulin prices. We've talked about direct price negotiations with drug manufacturers and less restrictive enrollment periods. And so, you know, this year, 2023 is certainly going to be a change when it comes to Medicare in a positive way for many of you. Yeah, it has been a great show today. I mean, a really good one. And you mentioned educational topics. I know we've got a, a number of good ones coming up in our shows coming up in the next month or two. Um, like the great topics, why chickens hate snowblowers. I know that's one that you want to get to right away, considering the weather. Um, so we're going to be discussing that in a future show. So listeners, how to I drive mean, that, on ice, yeah, how, to, how to drive when it's, uh, when it snows or there's ice, um, important educational topics for all of us. Um, but I'm looking forward to what you have next here today about, you know, Medicare. And I want to encourage our listeners to reach out to you. Uh, to talk about what we're discussing. And, you know, your Medicare strategy is an excellent reason to work with a financial professional. And I know you have Medicare specialists there, uh, especially, hey, if you might be thinking about retiring before you turn 65, what do you do then? Because you won't have Medicare. And I know that uh, you have people there that can help. You help clients do that all the time. So that is huge because healthcare costs in retirement are huge. You have to deal with them and plan ahead. So, uh, what do you have for us next? Yeah, so we spent most of the first session there just talking about the significant changes that are going to happen for this year. And so I'd like to pivot a little bit and talk more about, you know, um, kind of the broader discussion and general conversation of Medicare. And I should say probably as well, Tony, that there are five states, um, most of them in the West, that our clients are in California, Oregon, Idaho, Nevada, and then the last one, Illinois, that actually um, allow you to change some of your Medicare plans in the month of your birthday, oh, wow. birthday rule states. And, and they allow you to change some of those plans without any additional medical underwriting, which is very, very important. And so you know, if you're close to your birthday month, feel free to give us a call, reach out to us on our website to see if we might be able to do something better for you, you know. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, one thing I'll, I'll just mention and that I was going to bring up as well is, you know, everybody should remember that Medicare is not free when it comes to certain costs. Part A, which again addresses things like inpatient hospital care, nurse, skilled nursing facilities, hospice and some, um, you know, home health care services is free as long as you or your spouse paid Medicare payroll taxes for 10 years or more. Okay. So that's the key. Um, but part B, otherwise you could be paying a, you know, a, a monthly premium for part A. All right. Now part B, which is what covers doctor's visits and certain outpatient services, um, has a standard monthly premium this year of about 165 bucks. Okay. Um, and lastly, part D, which covers prescriptions, does come with a price tag as well. And as I noted earlier in the show, this is totally determined on the plan that you choose and where you live. Yeah. But this yeah. year, the average premium is around 32 bucks. Okay? Sure. Uh, but people who think, oh, I don't have to worry about paying for healthcare and retirement. I'll get Medicare. Well, uh, like you just mentioned, there are um, premiums and there are deductibles. Like Part B has a deductible of $233. Uh, in addition to that $165 premium and um, Medicare doesn't cover certain things, as we mentioned, long-term care, hearing, dental, vision, typically not covered under Medicare, the standard Medicare. Yep. Uh, and that's why you, you need the advantage plans and you might want to look at a plan that includes those things 
I know one of the things you emphasize with your clients is that is that it doesn't cover everything. Talk about that a bit. Yeah, that's a very important topic because I think a lot of people think that they learn a little bit about Medicare, they make a decision and boom, it's it's done, right? Right. But that is not the type of program that this is. Everything changes so quickly in the healthcare world, especially with the doctors that you have, the medications that you take, the different plans that are available. So um, you're going to probably experience some expense and coverage gaps along the way. And so what I want you to do is discuss those Medigap plans and supplemental coverages with someone, somebody that's a financial professional in the field that can help you with that. Because, you know, the coverage is not the same for everyone and it's going to change from year to year. Um, you know, there are things like when you swap Medigap plans, when you choose those, how is it possible? Um, why or when would you want to pay higher premiums or, or even be denied coverage on your health plan if you are not enrolled correctly? Um, there are so many little different things that you really, really have to look through before you make a decision. It's just vital that you sit down and talk to somebody. And in most states, you know, these Medigap plans or supplemental policies like we're talking about are labeled with letters A through N. And each policy w within the same letter is required to provide the same basic level of benefits. The only difference from the difference in these plans is typically the category of the cost. Okay. And so that's something that you want to sit down with. But you, what, what I'm trying to explain here is there are so many different options for you on the supplemental side to provide you with better benefits than just standard Medicare. You've got to sit down with somebody, talk to them about your specific health situation and figure out a good plan for you. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think that uh, people need to understand that. So you're talking about Medigap there. What about Medicare Advantage plans? Yeah, so there's definitely a difference here. And sometimes it can be a little confusing. Okay. And so um, with original Medicare, with a Medigap policy, you know, sometimes that is not going to fit your financial strategy. And so you might want to consider the possibility of a Medicare Advantage plan. So at its root, a Medicare Advantage plan is medical coverage that's supplied by a private insurance company. And these plans often come with some prescription coverage. Okay. Uh, Medicare Advantage plans include a uh, monthly expense beyond your Part B premium, um, that is set by the plan that you choose. And so, for instance, this year in 2023, the average monthly premium on top of your Part B plan for a Medicare Advantage plan is roughly about $20 a month. Um, mm -hmm. You're still going to have some copays and deductibles and other out-of-pocket expenses, but that's what the cost of the insurance coverage is. Now, <clears throat> in some cases, Medicare Advantage policies have smaller premiums than the Medicare supplemental plans, but bigger cost sharing. And so, you need to consider, just like you probably did when you were working, what type of insurance do I want? Do I want a high deductible health plan with an HSA? Do I want coinsurance, right? And so those options are similar in when you're in the Medicare world, and you just need to understand what, are, what is available and why you would want to choose one of those plans. But Tony, I've talked about this a little bit already on the show today. The reason why this is so important is because most of the time, significant health issues that are going to occur, occur later in life, when you're retired, when you're on a fixed income. So if you don't want to draw down all of your own benefits and all of the assets that you have saved over the years, you got to get this right. You yeah. got to get it right. This is the number one thing that I see people um, losing so much of their retirement savings for because they didn't have an adequate plan in place. 
It also means you shouldn't try to do it on your own. Don't try to build a Medicare strategy on your own. Work with a professional who can give you a fresh perspective that's powered by years of experience, right? Definitely. And, you know, don't forget that, you know, when you or the longer that you are uh, involved with Medicare, the the more confident you're going to feel in the program's various rules and regulations. And so you're going to understand after you've been through the process a few different times uh, when you do an annual review with your advisor, for instance, on the plans, what they're looking for, how they're trying to help you and what they're trying to do. And, And it's all dependent on your income, your needs and how things work. Because if you have a relatively high income, you may also pay more for both Medicare parts B and D and surcharges are calculated basically using your adjusted gross income from the previous two years. Okay. I talked about the fact that the majority of people are going to pay around $165 a month for Medicare part B, but depending on how much money you're actually making on your annual income, it could be as high as $565 a month just for part B coverage. So you need to know that. And you don't want to be in a situation where all of a sudden you have a huge increase in Medicare. You know, and this has happened for a couple of our clients, no, no fault to their own, because typically if you're a good earner throughout the years and your spouse passes away, you still have the income that you did before they passed. And the difference here, though, is now you're filing single in taxes instead of joint. And that can really throw off your Medicare premiums for a couple of years. Additionally here, Tony, one thing I was thinking about I wanted to just bring up was people come and they say, hey, Nick, I need so, so much money for this, a truck, a, 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 a roof for my house or whatever, and I'm going to go ahead and take it out of my retirement account. I say, great, let's think about that. Oh, let's talk about your tax bracket first, and let's also talk about how that's going to affect your monthly premiums for the next year or two for Medicare. You really got to at least have the conversation to understand what the ramifications of making decisions are financially when it comes to health. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the key, isn't it? I I mean, you do have to uh, take all that into consideration. And again, it it can get so complex, especially with all the changes that have been enacted this year alone. Right. Definitely. And it's it's constantly changing. So um, I really think that uh, this is an important topic. I'm glad we covered it today but we're out of time. It just flew by. Is there anything else you want to add, Nick, before we go? No, I mean, Tony, you're so right. There's so many differences in these plans, so much things that can happen from year to year. I would really just encourage our listeners to reach out to us. They go to jonesfinancialtalk.com. You can ask any questions you want there. Uh, Be happy to reach out to you or have one of our associates reach out to you and answer any questions you might have. Thank you listeners for uh, listening again today. All right. Thanks, Nick. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.